Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. And with under three and a half to go, here's Eckler, his second of the night. I just thought we played for four quarters. I thought from the first whistle to the last one, I thought we competed. I thought you did the, we did the things that good defenses do. You know, I thought we were physical tonight. Um, it was a team win. Here's Brandon Staley, head coach of the Chargers, talking about his team's defensive performance last night against the Jets. 27-6 was the final score. You heard Joe Buck as well. ESPN Austin Eckler, two TDs last night, leading the way for a Chargers offense that didn't exactly light it up yeah. on the scoreboard. Herbert only threw for a buck 36 in the win, but Zach Wilson was sacked eight times in the ball game. Two fumbles lost. Garrett Wilson also lost one as well. So, you know, combine the offensive ineptitude with the offensive line. Sitting ducks against that Chargers D, turning the ball over. What do you get, Vinny? You get a twenty-seven-six shellacking on national television. Yeah, and and you know, as a coach on the Chargers team, I mean, after the punt return, basically the game was over because the Jets can't score. You know, so yeah, that that's that's a good win for the Chargers. You know, I mean, they needed it. National TV game. I mean, the offense didn't play great. The defense which was ranked, what, 30th or 32nd, you know, came to play and, and showed up. And now they'll probably have a little more confidence going forward. Yeah, against the pass, they were the worst oh, defense yeah. in the National Football League. But the Jets, they've got some issues. And as Aaron, Wil- Aaron Wilson, Aaron Wilson, hello, Aaron Wilson out there in Houston. But Aaron Rodgers is trying to make his return maybe later in the season. Robert Sala, Jets head coach, met with the media and was asked, is uh, this guy taking a step back or what? I, I don't know if you could say step back. You know, there's like I said, there's it's all encompassing. Like, um, you know, obviously he's going to want some things that he he wishes he could have done better, from protection. The it's just a little bit of everything. It's just uh, one of those bizarre games. It just every time we had momentum, uh, like I said, just a self-inflicted wound. Uh, wound uh, was it his best game? Obviously not. Isn't that kind of his M.O., though? Yeah, I mean, Self-inflicted wounds? Yeah, if you're solid, wouldn't you like to come to the podium and say, my quarterback played great and blah, blah, blah. You know, you're defending him every time. You know, it's not the worst game he's ever played, but it's close. You know, I mean, he doesn't do anything to help you. He helps you lose games. His completion percentage for his career, which includes this year's 59.9, is 56.6. 23 picks, 20 touchdowns. Quarterback rating is 72.3. That is just unacceptable for a team that's got 
a playoff-worthy defense. They have a playoff-worthy running back. They have some weapons at wide receiver. There's it, Offensive line stinks, though, Vinny. Let's not forget that. But, man, this guy is just, whoa. He has been a miss, shall we say, as the second overall pick. Yeah, he's a turnover machine. And the other thing is, is he just holds on to the, you know, is the offensive that ba- offensive line that bad, Bob? Or, you know, how many sacks would Aaron Rodgers have? Well, he'd be getting. We're talking about a Hall of Famer, too. Yeah, but to your point, you know, not as many. <laughs> I mean, this kid—he's been—he's uh, been maligned. He has been—I don't know—disrespected by the media, the fans, and apparently his teammates aren't big fans of his either. Thirty-one sacks, eight games. Yeah, I mean, that's—he was just a really really immature kid when he came in to new york city you know where you can't be a child they had two the jets top three picks at quarterback Yep. darnold was number three in 18 this guy was number two a couple years ago and they had to bring in aaron Rodgers at 38 years old to save the day Darnold's on his third team now what was sanchez he was like fifth i can't remember but that was, you know, what, 2008, 2009? Yeah, but then they had to bring in Favre to save the day. That, yeah, but, I mean, Favre, at least Sanchez. That didn't work out. At least Sanchez went to two AFC championships. Yes, he did. And they haven't, they haven't been to the playoffs since he left. Mark Sanchez now settled into his uh, broadcaster's role. Bottom line is, the sixth pick in that draft was Josh Allen. And yeah. the 32nd pick in that draft was Lamar Jackson. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Speaking of the Ravens, let's get back to them. Here's John Harbaugh speaking of Lamar, talking about that high completion percentage. I think we're getting better on offense right now. We've got a lot of work to do still. There's so many things that we can we can be more efficient at. Talking to Lamar, I know he feels that way. Everybody in offense feels that way. It's really just more of a function of where are we at, You know, where are we standing in terms of stacking our development improvement. And then the ability to make sure that we keep getting better because there are just so many areas that we can continue to improve, be more precise on in every area of our offense. So that's what we're working on. Yeah, 71 and a half completion percent. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the incompletions he had, you know, the slant route to Odell on the one where he threw it low, I think it was first drive or second drive, probably should have thrown it in the first. He waited to throw it in the second window. You know, he waited for... Odell to go past the linebacker on the slant route. If he throws it quicker right in the first window, then Odell's got a chance to run with a little bit. And then what did he miss? Three deep balls, you know, also. So, I mean, those were basically his misses, um, you know. But otherwise, like in the middle of the field, Bobby, he, uh, other than one to Odell, he threw the ball well in the middle of the field. Now, we heard from Geno Stone earlier in the show. Leads the NFL six picks. Had another one Sunday against Seattle. John Harbaugh was asked about Geno Stone's playmaking ability this season. Players grow. You know, the ball's finding him. He's finding the ball. You know, I guess probably all of it goes together. You know, maybe the ball's being pushed in his direction for some reason. Uh, You know, maybe taking some shots downfield to try to make something happen sometimes with that rush. I just think it's all complimentary, you know, but... To make the plays, you got to be a playmaker, you know. And one thing that, to your point, I think is a really good point, is Geno has established himself as a playmaker this year, and that's really great to see. Yeah, and and the interception, he's he's reaped the benefits of the front, uh, and not only you know the front, but 
I think the confusion that the defense causes for the quarterback, you know, like uh, like I said earlier, Geno Smith changed changed the play at the line of scrimmage, and then he was confused. Well, they confused him on the coverage. He thought it was going to be man coverage and an all-out blitz, and they were playing cover two, and the safety sitting deep, he threw it right to Geno Stone. And Stone had another chance at the towards right at the end of the game. You know, when uh, um, Geno Smith was throwing it um, to Metcalf. Metcalf across the field, you know, I mean, if he's a little taller, he picks that one. 5880-1057, the fan NFL lunch. So basically, John Harbaugh was saying players make plays. Yeah. We like the cliches here. Keaton Mitchell was making some plays and making them in a big way as he had a breakout game in front of Jim Nance and Tony Romo, among others. And will Keaton Mitchell now get some more reps as the season moves on here? Those three backs are going to be all playing a lot. You know, they're now you got three healthy backs. You know, we haven't had that. I'm sure there'll be a rotation. You know, they, they work that out. Sometimes it's by, by certain scheme. Sometimes it's by who's hot. Sometimes it's by who's tired, you know. With running backs, it just kind of depends. Uh, the thing is, you've got three backs that can play. And, you know, with Keaton Mitchell, we, we've we seen it in one game. Can he stack those, you know, and can he stay healthy? Because before, remember, he got one play and he pulled his hamstring, right. you know, when we got excited about him before. So that that's the thing going forward is you don't do i give him a real big workload because he plays on special teams too do i give him a real big workload or you know am i going to lose him right away so i think he's going to be incorporated and and now the defenses are going to know who he is but i don't think that's going to really matter because he ran through a bunch of tackles. And finally, with John Harbaugh, the AFC North, it is competitive to say the least. What do you think about your division there, Harbsy? I think it's really awesome that we have such a great uh, division, and I'd, I'd, I'd really be disappointed if we didn't. You know, it'd be just terrible if everybody was not a good team in our division. So that's my best answer, you know. Hey, we respect these teams. This is a great division. If the playoffs started today, Vinny, which they don't, Every team in the division would be in the postseason. Yeah. And, and, Bob, the thing about the division is it's getting better. Because, I mean, Watson's coming back. Since he's healthy, Ravens are on fire. You know, Pittsburgh finds ways to win. You know, so, I mean, it's getting better. And Ravens would be the number two seed right now behind the Kansas City Chiefs. If the playoffs started today, which they don't, a lot of football left to be played. When we come back, we'll talk about the nine weeks that are in the books already. From a negative standpoint, if your team's part of this, it is called the Feeble Five. We gave it the Dirty Dozen, Vinny's Dirty Dozen, earlier in the show, led by the Philadelphia Eagles. No problem with that. Ravens were number two, 12 best teams in the National Football League. We're the five worst teams. You'll find out next. Hey, Rich Dubroff, we'll talk some Orioles with him. Mike Elias, he got an award today. We'll talk about that and the general manager's meetings and free agency for the Orioles. Are we going to be writing some fat checks down at the warehouse this all? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How in the world? Vinny and Haney's Feeble Five. It has been a nightmare for this team. The handful of teams we wish the Ravens were playing. You suck. 105.7 The Fan. Bean Haney, 105.7 The Fan here on this Turn It Up Tuesday where we crank it to 12 musically. Pick a song. We'll play it as loud as we possibly can. Send a request. Nolan McGraw, Plot Sport Text Line. A couple more segments to go. Gave you the Dirty Dozen earlier in the show. Nine weeks of football done, believe it or not, in the National Football League. Dirty Dozen led by Philadelphia at 8-1. and one. Ravens coming in a strong Number two for sure. Now we get to the opposite end of the spectrum. The five worst teams in the NFL, otherwise known as Vinny's Feeble Five. All right, let's go back and look at last week. Last week, number one was Carolina. Two was Arizona. Three was Green Bay. Four, New England. Five, Chicago. Now, four of the five lost. So, (laughs) coming in at number five, the new addition to the group. The two and seven New York Giants. You suck. They lost at the Raiders 30-6. to six. They're at Dallas, and the spread is what, Bob? 16 and a half. That's <laughs> yeah. what happens when you play a rookie quarterback, DeVito, and Tyrod's not ready to come back. Their offensive line's beat up. They traded Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams played pretty good. Waller is on Waller's the on uh, IR. IR. So, yeah, they've, uh, they're better off losing out so they can find them a quarterback. Coming in at number four, two and seven, Chicago. You suck. They lost at New Orleans 24-17. And they are hosting in probably the worst Thursday night game of the year, Carolina, this Thursday. Yowzers. Now, the Bears, well, I think um, Fields is going to be back this week, which should help them and, you know, should help DJ Moore. Coming in at three, two and seven, New England. You suck. They lost to Washington 2017. They're hosting Indy. Um, you think Belichick leaves? Because he's got a new contract. I was reading some things on the interweb where Kraft might want to convince Vrabel to leave yeah. Tennessee, head on over to Foxborough. But, you know, you can never believe everything you read on the internet, can right. you? Because if you're New England, you'd almost like to lose out, too, because you need a quarterback. Mac Jones is not the guy. Nah. They, they're, let's just say they're lacking weapons. Zeke Elliott's done. Yeah, I mean, they got, n- n- nobody scares you on their offense. Nope. Coming in at two, one and seven Arizona. You suck. They lost at Cleveland 27 nothing. Poor rookie quarterback. You know, would they have 100 yards of offense? I mean, Clayton they were. Tune. It was it was bad. Tyrod's playing this week against Atlanta. 
So you, you didn't think that he was going to go play at Cleveland because he was going to get his butt kicked there. Um, Arizona. It's going to be interesting. to uh, Tyrod Taylor, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Kyler Murray. Or Kyler Murray, I mean. Kyler Murray. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. Because best case for Arizona that he plays great. Because then if you want to trade him, you could. Otherwise, you can keep him. You don't have to use a draft pick. And you win some games. To Come that on. topic, real quick. Mm-hmm. Were you buying what Mike Felder was selling last hour? That you can look at Lincoln Riley as this quarterback whisperer at college. I mean, how many Heisman Trophy winners? But next level, maybe not so much. And Hurts is more of a product of you know Nick Saban than he is Oklahoma. Yep, but if if I'm if I'm him, Bob, is it my job? My job is to go win games for Oklahoma or USC. They they win Heisman trophies. They're great college players. They go high in the draft. It's not my job after that, you know. Right. And if, if Williams go Caleb Williams goes number one, that'll be three top picks. Baker, Murray, Murray, yeah, three. Three quarterbacks, that's, top pick. That's some impressive stuff. When Hurts was what second round draft pick. Yep. And mm-hmm. the thing about it is, is yeah, none of them. Have, well, we'll see what Caleb. What happens with Caleb Williams? But yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, Bob. If you're Arizona and you lose out, if you lose out, you probably got to take a quarterback. But then you're not going to get any. Somebody's going to take Kyler Murray and let him play. You know, I mean, look at Tampa. Baker started for how many teams since he left Cleveland? No doubt. Coming in at number one, Carolina, one and seven. You suck. They do. They lost to Indy 27-13. And um, poor quarterback threw, what, three interceptions? You know, what, three inter- two interceptions and a fumble or three interceptions? Oh, Young? Young. He threw two pick sixes, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So, I mean, he's struggling, you know, mightily right now. But he doesn't have a ton of weapons or anything either. I mean, you got to give him a chance. But the size, you know, how much do you think? Because that owner is heavily involved. So, I mean, to me, he's kind of like the new Dan Snyder would be my guess. And Probably a bad thing if you're a Carolina fan. Yeah. But, I mean, and then you see what C.J. Stroud's doing. You got to be like, that could have been a hard pick. Yeah. You know. And they play Chicago Thursday night. So, in summary, Carolina – Arizona, New England, Chicago, and the Giants. The feeble five. The five worst teams in the NFL. Let's get at that schedule. As Vinny said, Panthers, Bears, Thursday night football. Chicago, three and a half point favorites in that one. Nolan, how excited is Al Michaels going to be for this one? Uh, most excited he's been since the last Bears Thursday night game, <laughs> which I was telling someone the other day, They seems like they played Thursday night five times this year. Look, and I get like Andrew Whitworth and Sherman and Fitzmagic, they all, and Tony Gonzalez, they all try to bring the energy, but you can tell, like, ugh. I hope that there's something else on on Thursday night. <laughs> like, I wish the Terps were playing Thursday night hoops. Uh, Bears, three and a half point favorites in that one, by the way. Browns at Ravens, Ravens minus six, one o'clock on Fox. We got Baltimore game day uncensored coming up at 10 o'clock live from Brew Brothers at Horseshoe Casino. We got plenty of that coming your way. Colts at those uh, hapless Patriots. Indy, though, actually, they're in Frankfurt. Hey, hey! You, uh, so last we gave you, we gave you Kansas City and Miami, yeah. Germany. Now take this suck fest next. 
Indy two point favorites yeah. against the Patriots. Where, where's yeah? Where's Mahomes and where's Hill and yeah. who are these guys? Yeah, where's <laughs> this Johnny Unitas you yeah. keep speaking of? Houston's at Cincy Bengals minus seven. Over under is forty eight and a half. Yeah. So odds makers think we could have a little shootout fun going on there. Saints at Minnesota. New Orleans minus two and a half. Vikings have won four in a row and salvaged that one with Dobbs last week. Yeah, and Dobbs didn't even uh, take a snap at at quarterback for them until he played in the game. And then, Bob, the key is Jefferson's maybe back this week, too. Because Osborne got KO'd. Yes, he did. Uh, Packers at Steelers, Pittsburgh minus three. Tennessee's at Tampa, Buccaneers minus one and a half. San Francisco, Jacksonville, interesting game. 49ers still getting that respect as their favorite against the team that's won five in a row on the road. Atlanta, Arizona, as Vinny pointed out. Let's see, Falcons minus one. Lions at Chargers. Mm. Lions minus one and a half. These are your late afternoon games, by the way. Giants at Dallas, as we said, 16 and a half in favor of the Cowboys. Commanders at Seattle. Seattle... Six and a half point favorites. And now in Jets and Raiders. Huh. New York's favored on the road. That might be the lock of the week. Taking the Raiders. The way the the Raiders played. uh, And they're at home again. If it was in New York, it might be a different story. But, I mean, they're playing for Antonio Pierce. And Josh Jacobs is going to have a bigger day. They don't have a home field advantage. At all. The Raiders. I mean, that's a tourist stadium. Yeah. And they celebrated their win this week like it was the Super Bowl. You think that they're... Oh, they'll be smoking cigars again this week. <laughs> that's, I'm that's... not so fast to jump on that one. But... All right. Oh, we'll talk about it Friday. Uh, Denver at Buffalo coming up Monday night. Bills yeah. minus seven and a half. It's video at Haiti, 105.7. The fan, Michael Elias won an award. What was it? Just tuning in. Rich Dubroff. Talk about that. And the offseason is here. Awards are great. I mean, when you win 101 games, you get some tribute. But uh, how do you bolster that roster, try to take it to the next level in the postseason? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. From the Outsky.com Sports Desk, here's Nolan McGraw with a 105.7 The Fan Fan Flash. Monday night at MetLife Stadium, the Chargers took care of business. And with under three and a half to go, here's Eckler, his second of the night. Joe Buck with the call on ESPn it wasn't the flashiest night for the LA offense as Justin Herbert only threw for 136 yards and the run game only totaled 84 on the ground but a pair of Austin Eckler touchdowns made the difference in a 27-6 win over the Jets going into the night much of the talk was about New York's highly touted defense 
but they were outshined as the Chargers racked up eight sacks and forced three turnovers to help get themselves back to four and four on the season. Meanwhile, in MLB news, the American League and National League Cy Young finalists were named yesterday. Orioles starter Kyle Bradish is expected to have received plenty of votes after posting a 2.83 ERA this season, but not enough to finish top three. Garrett Cole, Kevin Gosman, and Sonny Gray made up the AL field, while Zach Gallen, Blake Snell, and Logan Webb earned recognition in the NL. Winners will be announced next Wednesday. From the Fan Weather Center, partly cloudy but warmer, highs reaching the 70s. I'm Nolan McGraw. Every team, every sport, every day, Ravens, Terps, and O's. We are 105.7 The Fan. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. Good evening, Haiti. 105.7 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Tool. Pick the song. We'll play it loud. One more segment to go. Get their request to the Plaza for text on at 410-583-1057-580. Rado, Michael Elias won an award. What was it? Just tuning in? Well, you're about to find out. Joining us now to talk about that and this Orioles offseason from BaltimoreBaseball.com. He's on the WGK Law guest hotline. He's Rich Dubroff. Rich, what's going on, man? Hey, hi, Bob. Hey, Vinny. Good to hear your voices again. Yeah, Rich. It's been a while since the Orioles' playoff run came to an abrupt end, almost a month, to be totally honest with you. Before we get to Mike Elias in the offseason, the Texas Rangers, that 11 nothing run on the road in the playoffs, I'm thinking it's going to be a long time duplicated if it ever gets duplicated but since the rangers won it was there a surprise level for you given the fact that they had a losing record on the road during the regular season and with the ease in which they kind of rolled through all of their opposition here now the whole postseason was a surprise to me bob uh the only thing i got right the whole postseason was i predicted the rangers in five games over the diamondbacks but i sure didn't predict them getting there you know, uh, it was it was just the whole postseason was so bizarre in both the American League and the National League. Uh, you know, I wasn't sure what to make of the Rangers going into the Orioles se- uh, series, uh, and then you know how they blitzed the uh, how they blitzed the Astros at the end there was uh, you know what was surprising, and how that whole series was was played out on the road that that uh, that that the the road team won every game. That was just so. That was so weird. And then once it, once it got to the World Series, it, that didn't that didn't surprise me. But I really didn't think the the Rangers were close to being the best team uh, in the American League going into it. And I certainly didn't think the Arizona Diamondbacks were the best team in the National League going into it. Well, postseason time is here. That means awards are handed out. And today, Mike Elias was named as Executive of the Year. Major League Baseball, Rich, you've covered him from his introductory press conference after the 2018 season to now. What has been the most impressive part of his rebuild with still a lot of work left to be done here? Well, I, I think how deep how deep uh, the team is. You know, going in, he kept saying, well, I want to build an elite pipeline. Well, he an elite talent pipeline. Well, he did. I mean, you look at the position players that uh, that they've that they've come up with, and they really are, you know, they really are deep, and they do have uh, players they can use to, uh, you know, try and trade for what they need. Uh, the pitching side, they hasn't been quite as strong, but if you look at the position players, 
uh, infielders and outfielders, well, he's, uh, he's absolutely done a, a marvelous job. And he's done a really good job at finding these niche players who have, uh, you know, who, who have uh, performed well. Danny Coulomb and, and Ryan, Ryan O'Hearn, CNL Perez. I mean, these guys that had no great track record coming in have been, uh, you know, ha- have been really important for the Orioles. So all that has, uh, uh, has, has won him the award. And uh, I, I wasn't shocked at all. Now, as we're into the off season, uh, the work for Mike Elias is going to be what? And we understand there are payroll uh, restrictions, I guess. It's not our money. I'd spend freely. But then again, they don't ask for my opinion down at Camden Yards. But there are going to be some arbitration pay increases, as you know. Free agent, how will they dive in there if they dive in at all? What's the work that needs to be done, the biggest need, I guess, for Mike Elias over the next couple of months to get the Orioles to another level in the playoffs? Well, the two, the two things they need to do is, uh, is get another, you know, another starting pitcher to, uh, to augment, what they, augment what they have now, which is, already pretty, which is already pretty good. And I think that they need two, um, you know, two more relievers uh the the uh, the bullpen without uh, felix batista was uh was a little you know was a little thin and while some of those guys that we talked about were good and you know uh kulom will, will come back and yenier you know yenier Kinnear and, and perez and i think michael bauman uh you know they don't have a, a closer coming into next season for sure i think it's going to be dl hall but dl hall has pitched relatively little. So I think that they need, you know, I think that they need an accomplished closer and I think they need another strong guy who can, uh, who can eat in it. I think those are the two most, those are the two most important things. Uh, and then, you know, and then the start, how they get those guys. I don't know if they get them via free agency uh, or if they get them via trade. I mean, they can trade, you know, from, uh, you know, from their young infielder and outfielder stockpile, they can decide to, to trade, you know, one of the veteran outfielders who's getting closer to, to free agency, Austin Hayes or Anthony Santander, and see if they can, uh, you know, come up with, uh, with pitching. But I think that, uh, you know, I think his moves uh, are going to be concentrated uh, on, uh, you know, on bulking up the pitching staff. Hey, Rich, does uh, Hyder and Gunner win their awards? I, I think absolutely. Uh, I would be absolutely positively shocked if Gunner Henderson wasn't Rookie of the Year. I mean, he's won, uh, you know, he's won two other Rookie of the Year awards from uh, uh, Major League Baseball Players Association and the Sporting News. And I think that, you know, from, from what I hear, I think that he will, uh, you know, he'll be an easy winner. In the uh, uh, among the rookies, I think Hyde should be uh, manager of the year. I think he will be. I, I thought he was going to win last year, uh, but you know, against Bruce Boshi and uh, Kevin Cash are good competitors. But the fact that, that the Orioles have improved, that they've nearly doubled their win total from uh, you know 2021 to 2023, and you know, you always have to remind a lot of fans. That these votes were uh, th- these votes were submitted before the postseason, so the postseason doesn't you know doesn't matter. I mean, Tori Lovello, 
who uh, was who did a great job with the Diamondbacks. He wasn't even one of the three finalists for the NL Manager of the Year. And yeah, Boshi did do a great job, but uh, I think Hyde uh, did a better one during the regular season. And a week from now, we'll uh, we'll get that award. Hey, Rich. Speaking of Gunner. What position do you think that he's going to be playing? Because you figure, what, Holiday will be in the mix somewhere in there, too? I think uh, Jackson Holiday will be in the mix. I don't know if he's going to start the season with the Orioles or, or, or come up in May or June, but I think you're going to see uh, a lot more of Gunnar Henderson at third base uh, than you did this year. But he was, you know, he was terrific at both. And I was a little surprised that he didn't get the uh, utility uh, player award for the gold glove. Uh, I mean, I, I just think he's just a, such a tremendous, tremendous player. And, you know, when you talk about what Elias has done, I think drafting Gunnar Henderson was the best move he's made in, in five years. I mean, everybody says how important Rutschman is and Rutschman was, but when you look at Henderson, Henderson may be close to, you know, in a year or two becoming one of the top five players in baseball. And, you know, he was drafted 42nd overall. So, so many teams passed uh, Gunnar Henderson up. And uh, it, it was just uh, a great move by uh, Elias. And, and watching uh, Henderson play is just such a, uh, such a pleasure. And I think that, uh, you know, that, that alone could, uh, could get him close to being executive of the year. He's Rich Dubroff. It's BaltimoreBaseball.com. The offseason is here. The hot stove going to be heating up in the next few weeks. Rich, always great to talk to you. Enjoy the rest of your Turn It Up Tuesday. We'll talk to you soon. All right. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on as always, guys. All right, Rich. Rich Dubroff. And by the way, for all you, they should have drafted Bobby Witt people. They draft Bobby Witt. They probably don't draft Gunnar Henderson. Work sucks. sucks. They don't. Five seven the fan. Vinny and Haney, one five seven the fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Ah, Buck Cherry, you got it. Uh, chosen by the people. Is this the one where it starts cussing at some point in time? I, I hope not. It's saved in our computer, so I okay. certainly hope not. <laughs> Turn it up Tuesday. Morphs into Woman Crush Wednesday, starting at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Ryan Wilson's going to be joining us as he does every week. We'll look at week 10 of the National Football League season. Gary Williams is going to be joining us. We'll preview the upcoming. We'll start it last night. College basketball season. Maryland tonight against Mount St. Mary's. A game you can hear on the fan. Coverage starts at 6. Talk about everything else going on in the college landscape. And Gary coached at Ohio State, so that means he and Bob Knight went up against each other more than one time, so we'll talk to Coach Williams about Coach Knight and his legacy. We'll talk Ravens, John Harbaugh back at the podium tomorrow. Usually Lamar Jackson speaks on Wednesday, getting ready for the Cleveland Browns. We're going to get some Cleveland flavor coming our way as the Ravens are back at it in a divisional tussle against a team they hammered a little more than a month ago but with a rookie quarterback there yeah and, and bob i think uh well there'll be a lot of cleveland fans because that's not far drive so like seattle i didn't see any of them driving in a lot you know? of lions fans a ton of lions fans and there's gonna be a ton of browns fans but uh ravens fans they'll be there it'll be it'll be an exciting 
game if you're in the stands. I think it'd be pretty cool. I'll be on my treadmill at home watching. Uh, Maryland will be at Nebraska coming up Saturday. Terps trying to break a four-game losing streak. Talk football, of course. Maryland win makes them bowl eligible, but same thing for Matt Rule and his corn huskers. You got inside access coming up here in a matter of minutes, followed by Maryland hoops. But right now, let's get out of here. Let's go to that fun house. Quick draws, fun house. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. Start here with Howard in Baltimore, who says every time we start to complain about the Ravens' offense not operating smoothly, go ahead and take a look back at the Jets game last night and appreciate what we have here. Uh, last night looked like a high school football performance, not an NFL one. Well, I mean, the Ravens, two of the last three weeks, haven't they had 500 yards? Didn't they have 500 against Detroit? I mean, Two of the last three weeks, they've had 500 yards. Yeah, the red, they've been killing the red zone, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so their offense is now sixth in the league. I think people had these big grand visions with Todd Munkin coming in, and there are some stats that are kind of unusually low, for lack of a better term. I mean, Lamar's touchdowns yeah. are down, but by the same token, the completion percentage is off the charts, the passer rating... Over a hundred, right? So, I, I think some and the things, red zone's been. And, and what sure. did Munkin say? What last week or whatever? To be great in a red zone, you got to be able to run the ball. And they Gus Bus has got what six touchdowns or five? Another one here. Chris in Rosedale says, "Enjoy Mike McDonald for now because he'll be gone at the end of the year. Definitely getting a head coaching job elsewhere. We'll see what's what becomes available. And and you know what? I mean." You just got to see how they finish because teams are going to interview the hot guy. That That's what they're going to do. And if the Ravens continue and Mike's got the number one, Schwartz is going to be up, you know, does, does somebody want head coaching experience? If they do, and Cleveland's defense is like it's been, you know, the, at the beginning of the year at the end, Schwartz is going to be getting interviewed too. And McDonald, if they want a younger guy, then McDonald will get some interviews. Talk about name recognition too. Players keep doing these interviews, talking up Mike McDonald. Yeah. Everywhere these guys yeah. go, they're getting asked about this guy. He's not some under-the-radar guy anymore. Kind of reminds you of uh, Chuck Pagano during that Super yeah. Bowl run yeah, a few years good. ago. And then on, Romo was uh, giving him a lot of love. Mm-hmm. You know What was he calling him? Uh, a uh, what was the word? I don't know. He said that if he was starting a franchise, he'd have Harbaugh as his head coach and the Ravens are the best team in the league. Uh, he was doing a lot was, of purple rear end smooching you know, on Sunday. What? Well, you got to find a lot of stuff to talk about when it's 30 to 3. <laughs> yeah, got to fill some time. <laughs> one last one here. Speaking of the Jets, Tony in Ellicott City says, uh, this year's Jets team uh, looks very familiar. Reminds me of some Ravens teams in the mid-2000s. Great defense, very subpar quarterback play. Zach Wilson is Kyle Bowler. Um. Yeah, but the Ravens won more, you know. Well, it's the, the years the, where they were really underwhelming. Yeah, well, the Jets' defense doesn't get – they don't get points. I mean, like, 
Pittsburgh's offense sucks too, but um, Pittsburgh's defense scores points. Yeah, I don't think Bowler ever played a playoff game here. No. Yeah, like 2006 was obviously McNair. And he got hurt in 03, and Anthony Wright took over when mm-hmm. they lost to Tennessee. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7. The Fed, that's going to do it for us. Inside Access coming up next, followed by Maryland Basketball. Terps of Mount St. Mary's coverage starts at 6. For Nolan McGraw, Vinny Serrato, I'm Bob Haney. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the morning. For now, class is Smith. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.